Minimizing risk is something that everybody, of course, wants to do. Everyone wants to make wise decisions. And that's definitely, you know, another significant benefit of being in a fund is you're not putting all your eggs in one basket. You are getting diversified. And that's the beauty of a fund model is that you continue to add in assets. So everybody is not just relying on one single asset and in one single market. Let's get ready to scale. Welcome to yet another episode of Ready to Scale. We've got our trio recording, as we like to call it. I am Jeanette Robinson, oh, Jeanette Friedrich, Director of Investor Relations. And joining me today is Ellie Perlman, our CEO. And then, of course, Ryan Razaletsky, our fantastic acquisition associate analyst and wonder boy of real estate. Um, we are here today to talk about our Blue Lake Multifamily Fund. So I am really excited about what is coming up in uh, deal flow. I am super excited about some of the, you know, kind of volatility we've had in the market because it creates a lot of incredible opportunities. And we have our new fund that is going to be really aggressively looking for and seizing, you know, these opportunities that are coming into the market. Now, there's a ton of funds, though. Everyone and their mother seems to have a fund right now. And so we, you know, this is not a sales pitch, but we really want to talk to people about how do you find, you know, which fund is right for your goals? How do you determine which ones you should, you know, join into, which ones you should not? What type of factors are going to impact those decisions? What do the returns look like? How are they structured differently? It can be really overwhelming when you start to look at all the different ways that people are, are basically piecing these types of opportunities together. So that's what we're going to dig into today. So for starters, Ellie, talk to us about what you were thinking um, when you decided to start this fund. And, you know, we have a really unique structure. So, uh, you know, I really think that investors will appreciate understanding what kind of thought goes into how you're going to structure a deal. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you, Jeanette. Um, so, you know, eventually what the main reason that brought me to open the fund, to start the fund, the Blue Lake Multifamily Fund, is the realization that there are going to be deals in the market that are going to present a once in a lifetime opportunity. And we need to have, you know, we need to provide investors with the tools so they'll be able to capture those opportunities right away. Because when you think about it, um, if there's no fund, the usual quote unquote process is that you compete for a deal, you submit an a letter of intent and LOI, you win the deal, it takes three more weeks to negotiate. If you're lucky, sometimes it takes more. Um, and then about 60 to 90 days until you close. And during that time frame, the sponsors are reaching out to investors and raising money. Now, this is all good and that works in a regular market. When you have opportunities where, where people and sponsors, some sponsors that are selling assets are in trouble, they need to move fast. I've been hearing stories about sponsors that their uh, rate cap, the kind of insurance they buy to make sure that their interest payments, that, that their debt payments are not going to go above a certain level, kind of to they're buying a ceiling to that debt payment that it's expiring in two months. And to buy a new one, sometimes it's one, two, and even $3 million. In that case, I believe it was $2 million and they could not afford it, they ran out of money and they had to put the, the deal in the market. 
they needed to go from zero to one very quickly. They didn't have much time. And that's an opportunity because they were willing to sell it below market um, because they wanted to get money and save you know, some money for, for their investors. So when you have a fund and the money is in the fund waiting to jump on opportunities, this is how wealth is being built and created and grow. When, you when you're liquid and you have the ability to capture those opportunities. Now we're in an, a, you know, a very strong position because we've built very, very solid relationships with brokers over the years. So Ryan and his team, they're getting the phone call, one of the first phone calls from the brokers that say, hey, we have a buy a seller that is in trouble. We need a quick closing. Are you interested? Here's what I have to offer. There's a very, very quick and pretty detailed, but it has to be a quick underwriting. And then by the end of the day, we say, hey, it's a go or no, you know, no go. And I can get into, you know, what deals are actually passing on, even though they can be on paper, the 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 uh, returns or the the price uh, look pretty good, um, but that's the importance of having a fund. So the money is there, and in the meantime, it's parked and it's making money. It's it's you know it's not just sitting in the bank account. It's actually um, the money is working for investors, but the money is there. So when there's that opportunity that I just you know described, when we get those phone calls or directly sometimes from the sellers themselves, because we run in the same circles. It's our network that we've been building in you know the last several years. We need to be in a position that we can take our investors with us in that journey and you know present those opportunities and be able to capture them. And that was the idea behind the fund. We started the fund before opportunities show up because we needed time to uh you know to to start the fund legally to open a bank account to market it to you know build a deck and in in you know invite investors but being you know in real estate it's um it seems amazing to me that investors were really really including myself we were really excited to buy real estate over the years and sometimes you don't know where the peak is it's only it's like a recession when you look back it's in hindsight and now when we actually see opportunities, if you're not moving forward, in my opinion, uh, it's more fear than anything else, because this is where opportunity, you know, you have to grab those opportunities. And I, I do the same. I put my money where my mouth is and, and I always invest a significant amount of money in any investment. Otherwise, I don't even bring it to investors. I don't even bring it to the fund. Um, so that's the main reason why we started the fund. So we can actually capture on those once in a lifetime, you know, opportunities. Yeah, Ellie, you brought up a great point too, is I, I didn't want to interrupt you, but when you were talking about um, potential rate caps expiring and other groups, so the the funds of, of all different types of, of firms offer more flexibility too. So where um, the sponsor is able to adapt and adjust. So like, let's say there's a, a rate cap expiration, um, yet the loan maturity still isn't due for another year or so. Instead of going out and looking for a capital call or seeking preferred equity to fund, let's say, an extension of a rate cap for, let's say, one year of a million dollars, um, while the fund matures, there might be uh, enough cash reserves and other distributions that are made to the fund where the the, the balance sheet of the fund is, is strong enough 
to support all different assets. So if, if one is outperforming, it can support the, the, the other assets in the fund. And, and that level of flexibility is critical, not only for the, the sponsor, but for the limited partner as well. Because again, we are, we are fiduciaries to our investors and we are stewards of their capital. So if we're looking long-term financial planning, you have more flexibility to do that through the fund versus a, a, a single syndication because you don't have access to those, those financial resources the way you do in a fund. So that, that's important to note as well. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, I'm glad that you're touching on that because, you know, minimizing risk is something that everybody, of course, wants to do. Everyone wants to make wise decisions. And that's definitely, you know, another significant benefit of being in a fund is you're not putting all your eggs in one basket. You are getting diversified. And that's the beauty of a fund model is that you continue to add in assets. So everybody is not just relying on one single asset and in one single market. Um, you know, so I think that that's also one of the obvious benefits of funds. But again, there's a lot of them out there. And technically, all funds offer diversification. So, you know, being the devil's advocate, um, you know, or I'll say the investor advocate, you know, beyond that, Ellie, why is our fund, you know, more attractive uh, and more favorable, frankly, to investors than a lot of other funds out there? Yeah, um, you know, it's a great question. Um, and we thought really hard before we established a fund and how we're going to structure it. We uh, talked with investors before to get their take on it. Um, I think, you know, for every investor out there that is listening to us right now, there's a lot of great funds and a lot of poor funds out there. Uh, don't focus on, on the deck. Um, the important thing, there are a few important things to keep in mind. One, you got to ask yourself, what's so different about this fund? Like what, you know, exactly like your, your, you know, question. And one of the things that really can differentiate from one fund to another is the sponsor is the quality of the sponsors team. Um, you know, ask them who is, who is running asset management. If this is the, um, the, the partners that are raising money, guess what? You can be great at raising capital and managing a company and managing your assets. And you want to know, okay, if, if this is, you know, one partner raises money, the other partner is managing the asset. How many years of asset management does he have? Um, and, you know, I know I'm going to get a lot of heat for that from some of, uh, some of the um, uh, sponsors out there. But I can tell you that we, you know, we have a really strong asset management team the much, much smarter and more experienced people than me when it comes to acquisitions, to asset management. I'm not underwriting the deals. I'm not managing the asset. I hire the best people I can to do it. And that's who you want to manage your assets, the asset and manage your funds. So that's first and foremost, understanding who's the team that is managing the assets. Don't be afraid to ask those questions. What's their experience? How many companies, you know, they've worked for before they started managing your assets. Um, so, and we always like to hire from uh, much bigger companies than ours and bring people that have an extensive experience. Um, that's one thing. The second thing that, you know, makes this fund unique is the fact that I personally invest in a significant amount in every asset that goes into the fund whether it's in the fund uh, or in the asset uh, directly, the, the asset that the fund is part of. Um, and this is another question to ask the sponsor. If you're looking to invest with a sponsor, this is true whether it's a fund or direct investment, 
how much the GPs, the general partners, the sponsors are investing. If it's 25,000 or even 50,000, sometimes it's not enough. Um, and again, just as a, as a disclaimer, I'm not a registered broker dealer or investment advisor. And uh, what we're presenting now is just my, my point of view, my perspective as a sponsor and a leader of a real estate private equity company. Um, and so, you know, you, you really want to understand if they invested in that fund, how much they've invested, how much they're planning to invest, because if they, if sponsors don't invest in their own funds or deals, it's one of two reasons. One, they don't believe in the fund and that's a red flag or they believe in it, but they don't have the money to invest in it. And that's also a red flag because you want to, you want to invest with someone that has enough you know, a sound financial backing. If anything happens, someone who can still pay their people, someone who can, you know, back the assets if needed. Hopefully that's not going to be needed. But why would you want to invest with someone that does not invest a dime in the asset? For me, it's a huge red flag. So that's the second thing you want to ask. Um, and then the third thing that makes us unique is really the structure. So we came up with a structure that is eventually um takes into account how much you invest so we we essentially said listen we're the starting point is going to be an eight percent pref which is above what the market is is providing right now an eight percent pref preferred return does not mean you're going to get eight percent every year but if uh the fund is going to generate five or six or seven percent if there's any excess cash flow you're going to receive it all the way to eight percent and if not, it's going to occur to the next year, next year until we, you know, we exit. So we started with a really high preferred return of 8% across the board. Does not matter if anyone invests 50,000 or 5 million. The second step is um, essentially when we sell the asset, then um, everyone, of course, gets whatever was not paid to them up to 8% pref. And then there's a 70-30 split, meaning we, the managers, get 30% of the profits and investors get 70%. The interesting part comes for, for profits above 12% IRR, then um, it's usually it's a 50-50 split between us and investors. But if you invest $250,000 and above, then you get to keep more. So for $250,000 all the way to half a million, we're talking about um, a 55-45 split, meaning you investors get to keep 50, your pro rata share of 55% instead of 50. And if you invest half a million to a million, it goes up to 60%. And, um, you know, a million to 5 million goes up to 65%. And if you invest $5 million, you can keep 80% of any profit, your pro rata share of the profit above 12% IRR. I know I mentioned, you know, a lot of numbers and I was moving a little bit, you know, quick. So we're happy to send you the deck so you can look at it. But essentially it says, if you have a trust in us, we want to reward you for trusting us. And we want to, we want you to keep more when the asset, when we're exiting assets. So you can go all the way from 15% IRR all the way to 16 and a half percent IRR. So um, we're estimating that for the smaller check investors of $50,000, that's about 1.87 equity multiple on your money. 
all the way to 2x um, if you invest 5 million and above. So that's one way of how a fund can be different than other funds. So I know I talked a lot. I just want to you know, summarize the three points that I was talking about that I really recommend every investor to look into before they decide whether to invest in a fund. One is understanding the track record of the team, you know, and their experience, specifically managing the asset and underwriting. Two is how much the sponsors are investing. Um, and, you know, to if you have a conversation with us, I'm happy to disclose, you know, Jeanette is happy to disclose how much, you know, we are, I'm personally investing in every deal. It's a significant amount. And third is what's unique about this fund? What do you, you know, what, what are you sharing with investors? What are you offering that others, the other funds don't have? So once you understand those three things, then and that's what I do when I invest passively with other sponsors, then you'll know if this is the right, you know, fund for you. Ready to Scale is brought to you by Blue Lake Capital, where we hunt down the best multifamily investment opportunities that we can find and invite investors to join in with us. We target Class B value-add multifamily properties across the Sunbelt. Our CEO, Ellie Perlman, invests a substantial amount of capital into every deal. This means our interests are aligned with yours. If you're an accredited investor looking to expand your portfolio and diversify sponsors, be sure to visit us at bluelake-capital.com. Blue Lake Capital, be bold, be extraordinary, and keep moving forward. Absolutely. I've looked at a lot of other funds, you know, that I've seen, um, you know, being offered from other groups. And I would say by and far, ours is truly the most generous uh, that I have seen out there. And I think it, to me, really represents that wealth is a, is a shared journey. And, you know, we've had uh, so many loyal, faithful, longtime investors that have invested with us again and again and again. And I think it's just a beautiful thing that as the success of the company has grown, um, Ellie, as your own personal successes have grown, you have not been greedy, but have very much, you know, created a very generous, you know, uh, structure that really helps share the journey with each other, because that's what that's what syndication really is all about. And, you know, these partnerships are about their long term partnerships. And it's a very generous structure. I think that um, I think a lot of people don't necessarily always understand how these back end splits work, but really that's where so much significant money is really made in deals. It's made when you buy a deal and it's made when you sell a deal. And I think it's just really cool to be able to see investors having the opportunity to share in that. Yeah. One, and one more quick point. It's really important to understand whether the fund already has assets and what's the performance. So mm -hmm. I can tell you that on the Bullock Multifamily Fund, we already have, um, you know, an asset that is, um, you know, right now in the books, it's overperforming. And so there's cash coming out. Um, we've uh, we've got it at an assumable um, loan of sub 3% fixed for the next 11 years, even though we're only planning to hold the asset for five years and we're already overperforming. And so that's really important to understand whether there's actually, you know, assets in the fund. Um, and I think, you know, that that takes a, the, you know, the risk um, profile uh, through probably a lower uh, risk profile um, because you already have an asset. There's already distributions that are being paid uh, every month to investors. So you're not investing in a, a brand new fund. 
that essentially you don't know, you know, if you're actually going to start getting paid distributions. Yeah, and I'll, I'll add on to the three points. So Ellie and Jeanette, you, you brought up great points of, um, number one, understanding the experience and the track record of the fund and the sponsor. Um, also understanding the um, co-investment or the alignment of interest between investors. And then and then third was the, the structure of the fund, which is uh, accretive and very competitive. But I, I take one extra step. So when, once you get those three items vetted, my next question to a sponsor would be, okay, now let's actually look at the characteristics of the fund. What is the investment strategy? Because anybody can raise money for a fund and be able to deploy assets, but if you don't have a targeted investment criteria, um, what is the vision for the fund? You know, it's 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 being able to take a step back and understand what are you trying to accomplish. Are you buying tertiary assets? Are you buying core assets? That, that That's a, a specific distinction because it is going to play into the risk profile of the deal. So I, I can speak specifically to the Blue Lake Multifamily Fund. What we're looking for um, is 1990 or, or newer vintage assets. We want to see, we'll, we'll invest in core plus or value-add assets. We will buy in markets like the Sunbelt, the Southeast, the Mountain Region, and West out in Phoenix. As you mentioned, we just bought a, um, a, a very accretive deal with a, a sub sub-market loan assumption. Uh, but those class A, class B assets that we're targeting in markets with a, a demonstrated history of population growth, job growth, we want to see diverse industries, meaning we don't want to see too much of a high concentration in one industry. Um, and, and we want to see eds, meds, and, and modern business services. Those, those are some of your more recessionary resilient industries. Um, so those are the type of characteristics we're looking at through the fund. Um, and then from a, a criteria or investment strategy, we're looking at deals that have below market debt, like the one you just mentioned, rents that are substantially below market, and they have a clear pathway to a stabilized rent roll um, that, that is going to generate a high um, return on the capital. And then we're looking for opportunities that allow us to infuse significant CapEx that might have been um, deferred or, or just ignored and, and the assets just in dire need of some CapEx projects. Um, looking for operational efficiencies and management upside. So like these, these are the types of components that we're looking at in the fund. Um, and it truly does offer specific unique benefits. I know you mentioned, um, Jeanette, you said every verbatim, everybody and their mother seems to be starting a fund. Well, it's it's for good reason. Um, how you di differentiate and, and kind of distinguish yourself from the rest is is where the true value is made, but you, you get the benefits of diversification, you get a balance, you get efficiency, economies of scale, all of these components really aim into um, executing at the fund level. And, and think about it, just like any public market portfolio, uh, the idea is to mitigate risk and, and diversify the investor's capital through real estate um, funds. And, and you're, you're diversifying through markets, asset classes, investment strategies. So we're, we're targeting these core plus deals that provide consistent cash flow and value add deals that offer forced appreciation. So it balances annual yield and all in returns. 
Um, and then when, just like when you're investing in the stock market, you wouldn't just buy all blue chip stocks. You're not going to buy just stocks in one specific industry. You're, you're going to be too exposed. And then you're not going to look at just small cap stocks or government bonds. It's a combination of everything, um, which all comes back to your investment goals. So the, these are, are unique characteristics of our fund that we are just essentially deploying in the real estate space so we can find alpha and outperform. Uh, absolutely. And, you know, I think another really important thing that we need to talk about is price correction. And, you know, people are throwing the word around left and right, but, you know, let's really talk about what that means and why that's really significant. So Ryan, can you just explain, you know, in nice layman terms, what we're talking about industry-wide when people are getting really excited about price corrections in the market? Yeah, it's it's very timely that we are launching the fund um, in this point in time, because, we're, we're in a period, and Ellie, you mentioned the term earlier, that we are no longer in the honeymoon phase in, in the re, the, or the real estate honeymoon phase. And, and the reason being is because now that we're seeing price corrections, that we're no longer seeing 80s product in a tertiary market with $50,000 household income selling for a three and a quarter cap, the, that pricing has drastically shifted. That is truly trading for a, a six cap in nowadays. And what what's really supporting this is it, we're actually recording this the day after the Fed's announcement. And look what happened to the treasuries. The 10-year the went down 30 basis points, sub 4%. I haven't seen that number in a while. So the, the market is file, finally coming to terms. And I know in a previous podcast, we talked about transaction volume, which is down 60, 70% year over year. Um, so that it's it's difficult to find price discovery right now because you're not seeing a, a large sample size of deals trading. However, everything that is coming to market does signal that asset values are down 20, 25% year over year. So it's a great time to find a basis. And again, you're, we're, we're, we are now underwriting to more realistic fundamentals in the multifamily industry. And, and that's only going to get better because we talked about this, I want to say last month is the, the volume of new construction and new deliveries that's coming in the near term. But because rates were so high over the last 18 months, new construction starts are, are practically non-existent. Those that actually were breaking ground pretty much just walked away from the deal because they, they couldn't stabilize. So we are already in a fundamentally undersupplied economy, and that's just going to progressively get worse, which is going to, which is going to support the fundamentals in the multifamily industry. So we're, we're talking about near-term headwinds that it, it, real estate's a long game. We're not looking at, at buying and selling stocks over, over 12 months. We're, we're buying physical real estate assets that produce income and they, they appreciate. And what I love about real estate is that we are in control. This isn't residential real estate where your 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 home value is based on what's selling next door. It's based on the amount of income you can generate from this property. So we we are truly in a good time right now to take advantage of of a more normal market. And I think the beginning of Q4, or excuse me, the beginning of 2024, we're gonna really start to see that shift. And you're gonna buy great basis. And all of a sudden these these asset values are gonna come back in the next 18 to 24 months when inventory is minimal. You know, it's interesting you say that, Ryan, because I was actually on a call just like an hour ago with a broker from Marcus Millichap, actually, who's going to be on the podcast in a few weeks from now. 
And, uh, you know, I was telling him that we're still, you know, very bullish and, you know, I was telling him about the fund and, you know, how I'm excited, you know, to see what opportunities are going to present themselves, you know, um, you know, going into 2024. And, and he said, you know, uh, we're going to be the group that, that people are going to, you know, look at in 2028 and be like, oh, you guys were so smart to be buying in 2024. And so absolutely, it's keeping that big picture in mind and understanding, you know, you've got to remain disciplined and, you know, you don't give in to fear, like Ellie said. Absolutely. Where if, um, you know, I think we're, we're coming to the uh, end of our podcast today. Um, if you have any questions for us, if you are interested in the fund, um, and we'll share all the links in the show notes, you can go to bluelake-capital.com. Uh, you can, you know, leave your information there in the investor forum and Jeanette will be happy to, um, you know, chat with you. You, you can also uh, email us at info at bluelake-capital.com um, and just drop us a line and we'll be happy, um, you know, to connect with you. But yeah, I mean, th these are actually exciting times. Um, I'm excited uh, to see, you know where um, things are going to go. And I think it's absolutely the the right and the best time to invest in real estate. Um, and things are going to get better at some point. But even now we have, we're able to buy assets that are, um, you know, cash flowing from day one uh, that are solid. And we're going to keep buying more of those assets and add them to the fund. So if you want to join a fund that is already cash flowing, um, that is pretty conservative and uh, that allows you to keep more as you invest more, then this is the fun for you. All right. Well, thank you, everyone. Thank you, Jeanette, for uh, hosting uh, today's uh, webinar slash um, uh, you know, podcast episode. And uh, for you, the listeners, I hope you take care of yourself. It's the end of the year. Finish strong. Um, and uh, you know, wanted actually uh, just to add one more thing before we wrap up. Um, the, our investors that are joining the fund will have an opportunity to join my mastermind where I talk about building wealth um, and and preserving and growing wealth um, as long and you know in in addition to investing in real estate and sharing behind the scenes of how we underwrite deals, how we capture on opportunities, what we look for when we're um, you know walking assets. That's going to be kind of uh, opening the the kind of a peek behind the curtain of how a uh, private equity real estate firm operates. And so um, it's uh, it's complementary only to Blue Lake, uh, you know, investor, to the Blue Lake investor community. So this is a great opportunity for you to start, you know, 2024 on a high note. If you want to join our mastermind um, and you are not an investor of ours, the Blue Lake Multifamily Fund is a great opportunity for you to join uh, and, you know, meet with me um, as well. So, that's it. Uh, again, it's www.bluelake-capital.com. You can also Google us or Google my name or Jeanette Orion. You're going to see the things that you know we're doing. We're, we're out there uh, on social media and on Google. Um, that's it. Ryan, Jeanette, it's been a pleasure as always. And uh, for you, the listeners, you know, keep pushing forward. Be bold. Be great. Things are going to get better. Um, and I'll see you on the next episode. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.